Great. I don't even remember the last time we had uh, Halloween on All Hallows' Eve this weekend, so um, kind of a really special time uh, that we keep people in prayer. And you know, it's interesting that we have All Saints Weekend this weekend before the election coming up uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, I think it's really an invitation for us as the saints of God, as His people, uh, to keep this period of time in prayer. Uh, I know a lot of times people may feel like, I know I feel like sometimes, Lord, um, can I do something more than pray? Well, of course, you can vote, um, you can be engaged with people and things like that. But I just want to encourage you to know prayer is a very powerful thing. Um, Prayer changes things and affects people's lives in ways that you and I, I don't think, we won't really know till we get to eternity. I'll just say that. So I just want to encourage you in your prayers. Know that God hears them. Uh, know that God wants to use you as one of his saints uh, in this present moment and to be his light. Um, and I want to share a story, an opening story, a true story along that line of how God used someone uh, to be a light in a very dark situation. The night the Titanic sank, there were actually two ships in the area the California, and the Carpathia. The California was less than 10 miles from the Titanic. It, w- it would have been a half an hour for it to reach the Titanic. Um, the ar- officers on board the California saw three rocket volleys starting at 12.50 a.m. And they told the captain, this was a, a sign in the day of a ship at sea that's a trouble. And... Uh, and needed help. Um, They told the captain about what happened, and the captain went back to sleep, didn't do anything. He didn't answer the Titanic's distress call until the next morning. The Carpathia was 60 nautical miles away. That's a four-hour trip to get to the Titanic. The wireless operator received the Titanic's SOS And the officers roused Captain Roston of the ship. The captain asked, are you sure? Is there really a ship that far away from us that's in distress? And they told the captain yes. He got up and he commanded the ship to begin to head for the Titanic. And he set the crew into action as they were making that four-hour trip to the ship. Uh, They readied supplies. Um, They got lights ready. Uh, The doctor got his uh, uh, room ready for all the uh, injured. The cabins were prepared for anybody they might be able to save. And they also were observed praying for the Titanic as they were en route to the ship. After the rescue, at the encouragement of Captain Roston, Father Anderson, an Episcopal priest on board the Carpathia, held a memorial service for the Titanic victims. 712 were rescued, 1,502 died. SOS. I don't know if you've ever been at sea. I've been at sea. I was in the Navy, so I was at sea a lot. And um, whenever you heard an SOS, um, you know, you always did what you could to help them out. Because when you're out in the middle of the ocean and your ship starts to take on water, (laughs) it can get pretty lonely pretty quick. And you do everything you can to keep that baby from sinking. There's, you do drills, drills, drills all the time uh, for uh, that kind of thing, all the time. So when you hear an SOS in the middle of the ocean, 
your heart immediately goes out to the other crew, and you want to do everything you can to help them. Save our ship. And yet that night in this story, uh, some of you may, may not have known this story, there were so many needless deaths. Uh, half an hour away from the ship, the Carpathia literally could have saved actually most of the people that were on the Titanic that night. My question to you and me this weekend, and I think it's a very timely question in light of 2020 and in light of what we're coming up to this coming week, are you receiving an SOS? Is there some way, in some shape, some form in which you're getting the message, save our ship? Our ship is going down. You don't send that message out lightly. You send it out because you're sinking and you need the assistance of someone else in order to survive. That's what an SOS is all about. Are you receiving any SOS signals? First of all, from others. Are there people around you or maybe in your family, maybe friends, maybe just in the neighborhood or people that you're in touch with across the country who are signaling to you in some way, shape, or form that their ship is going down? Now, again, there's different ways you can respond. You can hear the SOS. You can see the SOS. You know that it's an SOS, but you're tired, 12.50 in the morning. That's the last thing you want to hear. You got 20 million other things on your plate, and you just go to sleep. You just go to sleep because you can't deal with one more thing. But that's why I'm sharing this message with you right now. Are you hearing an SOS for somebody, from somebody, and it's clear as day, but you haven't really responded? You've gone back to sleep instead of readying to help them out. You know, you can hear the cry of help in different ways. It could be somebody sharing with you about a huge financial loss they're going through or a job loss, and they're not sure what they're going to be able to do. And maybe they're not crying yet. Maybe they're not asking you for money yet. <laughs> maybe they're not, uh, maybe you don't feel like they're really uh, off the cliff yet, but it's a word to you that something desperate is happening to them, and they're, they're, they're concerned. Maybe they're going through depression. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but during this whole virus thing that's been going on, uh, depression has, is up 25%. I, I think the stat I read was that uh, 25% of Americans during this time have felt depressed. Actually, I think that number might be kind of low. Based on what I'm seeing and based on what I'm hearing from some of you as well, I think that number's low. And so again, these are signals to you and me that there are some things going on that are concerning for people in particular that are going through a struggle. And you know, it's one thing when you talk to one person, it's another thing when you talk to the next person. But when you reach number five or 10, hello, sometimes you wanna go back to sleep. Are you getting some SOS signals from yourself? about what's going on in your own life. Again, uh, some signals that might be indicative that you are that maybe you're not aware of is you're, you're just feeling overwhelmed. There's just too much to deal with, and so you're escaping from that. And there's different ways that you escape from that. For the captain of the California, he went back to sleep. 
Um, for other people, it might be drugs or alcohol. Uh, for other people, it might be some form of escapism or addiction or whatever it might be. But we all have our things that we use to deal with stress. We're all human beings, and we all do that. And my question is, are you doing that right now in a, in a big way in order to cope with what you're dealing with? Because that is an SOS for you. You know, your ship's going down. Something's happening to you. Are you struggling with depression? Um, is there a loneliness? Um, are you having a hard time connecting with people and there's a fear and a struggle in your life that you don't know quite how to overcome or maybe in the life of a loved one? The lockdowns here and throughout the world have taken a huge toll. Um, the virus is real, but the damage that the lockdowns have done has been even greater. It's been a huge toll. Um, during the lockdown, 20.5 million jobs lost. Now, some of those are coming back during this recovery that's already going on, but some of those small businesses will never, ever come back. And again, we feel for those people, that people have spent their lives building that small business. For some of those people who've built those small businesses over their lives, that's their retirement. Some of you know the name of that tune in this place. And so that was their retirement. That was what they were going to live on in their retirement. It's gone, and it's not going to come back. And so that's a very hard result from the lockdowns. Um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but back in July of 2020, uh, one of the members of the uh, CDC, Reinfeld, I think is his name, said that suicide and drug overdose deaths exceeded the coronavirus deaths among youth back in July of this year. So again, that is, um, that's an SOS. Somebody committing suicide is an SOS. In fact, the ship's sunk. It's gone. It's done. And what, what the youth are saying to us and what other people who are going through these deep struggles as well as other adults that are committing suicide, what they're saying to us is, really, in, real, in reality, this lockdown's too much for me. That's, that's what they're saying to us. Now, whether you, whether you agree with that message or not, if you want to explain it to me in a different way, I'm all ears. I want to hear it. But, but what they're saying in their actions is this lockdown and what's going on right now is so overwhelming to me, I'm going to take my life. More so, amplified much more so than the numbers that have died from the virus. And now even some countries are going back into lockdown again. Especially in Europe. There are some places in the United States where certain state leaders are putting people back into lockdown. Guess what's going to happen? Even more people are going to be killing themselves. That's what's going to happen. Even more. More businesses lost, more jobs lost, more people's lives destroyed. And so again, um, I'm not sharing this with you to depress you, <laughs> but, I, but I'm just taking a step back here for a moment in the midst of what's going on right now and what our leaders are doing, and I'm just asking you an honest question. Do you really want to do more lockdowns based on what's already happened and, and given the reality of what this virus really is? Is that what you want to do? 
And finally, the societal divisions right now that are going on, not only in our country, but throughout the world, are sending, at least to me, a giant SOS. Something's not right with the ship. You know, a lot of times when you're on a ship at sea and something's going on, you kind of fix it, and especially if it's an older ship, which I was on, you kind of keep the thing running, you kind of cut a band-aid on it, but you know, that can only last sometimes so long, and especially difficult during a wartime situation because people become more stressed, they become more concerned, there's different threats in the environment, and so there can be mistakes that can happen understandably. But again, you need to take a step back for a moment like the captain of the Carpathia did that night. And he said, are you sure you heard what you heard? Are you sure this was the message you got over the ham radio that there is an SOS for the Titanic? Is this what you heard? Yes, sir, this is what we heard. Let's go. Let's get it done. Let's get over there. Let's get the ship ready and do what we need to do. And I just think we need to wake up in this moment. You need to wake up and hear the SOSs. There are tons of rockets going off from the ship right now. It's not just three rockets, baby. There's tons of rockets going off. It's like the 4th of July, but it's not a celebration. There's some ships going down. And, and I'm just saying, we've got to take a step right, back right now as the saints of God and be honest about what's happening with the societal divisions, political religious, and within families. Consider the signs of your time. Now, as you and I begin to open our eyes maybe up a little bit more to some of the realities of what is going on in this present moment, what does that mean for me and you? Does it mean you go home later on and you just say, my gosh, I never should have gone to church tonight? (laughs) That was the biggest mistake I made. I'm not going to go back for a while. That was the last message in the world I want to hear. Some of you might feel that way. Or are you going to hear the word of the Lord to us this weekend, this All Saints weekend, that you are a saint, you are called to be a light in this present moment. You are called to be the captain of the Carpathia and not the California. What I'm calling you to do is not to go back to sleep and pretend nothing is going on. What I'm calling you to do is to see the rockets that are coming off from a ship. I'm calling you to listen to the Morse code, the SOS that you're receiving and that you're seeing in so many different ways, and I'm calling you to respond. To be a rescue ship. Isn't that what Jesus did? He was on a rescue mission. He came to earth, sent by God, the Messiah and the Savior, who was on a rescue mission for me and you and for all of humanity because we needed it. Our ship had already gone down. We were dying in our sins, and we needed a Savior to save us. And so he came. In Acts 2, 42 to 47, we read the story about the early church who was in the midst of a very challenging situation 
within the Roman Empire. They were the new disciples of Christ. They were following the Lord. They were excited about following Jesus Christ. And yet they were going through all kinds of tribulation. A number of them were martyred. A lot of people didn't believe their gospel. They were going through persecution. They lost material and financial goods. But as they came to Christ and were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, they gathered together and they encouraged one another in their faith. And they sought to support one another in incredible and life-changing ways. And there's a wonderful scripture in Acts 2, verses 42 to 47, that shares about this wonderful band of believers who were following the Lord Jesus Christ at that time. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is... I believe God's call to us in this moment to be his saints, to be his church. I've been watching your faces during this message, and I've been watching some of you talking to each other, and I think it's registering for you, or maybe it already registered for you, about certain people have already been sending up SOSs to you, and you're seeing that, and I'm aware of that for some people in my life as well. And of course, in our culture and what's coming up this coming week as well. And so I want to encourage you as the saints of God. I want to encourage you that you are God's light in the world in this present moment. I want to encourage you not to fall back asleep, but to respond to the SOS, to ready your ship to help those that are around you that are in need in any way that you can. And may we rescue as many as possible to the honor and glory and praise of God. Let us pray for just a moment. I want you to just hold up, open your hands before God as we pray right now. Put your hands open before God. And I just want to invite you along with me to envision in your hands whoever and whatever has been sending up an SOS to you that you need to offer to the Lord any people, any situation, anything.